we get a little sciencey sometimes on Fridays. We like to do that. So coming up uh, in probably about 10 minutes or so, we're going to chat about the latest plan to bring a high-speed train to Alberta. Um, if you've been in this province for any length of time, you know this has been a discussion that's been in the works for years and years and years and years. And we see proposals come and go. Uh, there's another one. So we'll get the details on where that one is and when we might see a high-speed train come to Alberta. Right now, though, we're going to talk about uh, an interesting discovery, I think, um, taking a look at ancient skulls and sort of re-examining what we know about Anglo-Saxon identity. Um, when someone says Anglo-Saxon, what comes to mind? You know, it's changed sort of time over time. It means a few different things, but what we've all tended to agree on historically is that it was a group of people that uh, inhabited England during the Middle Ages, right? Descendants from Germany, primarily. White, certainly part of the equation, Um, but there are some new scientific discoveries that are calling some of our long-standing assumptions about Anglo-Saxons into question. So let's get some details on what we may have learned. We're joined now by Kim Plomp, who is a postdoctoral researcher of human evolutionary studies at Simon Fraser University. Kim, thank you for joining us. Appreciate your time. Hi, thanks for having me. So do I have that right? Did I hit on most of the commonly accepted characteristics of what we call Anglo-Saxons, descendants of Germany and, and predominantly white? Uh, yeah, so the Saxons and there's other areas of Northern Europe as well. So um, Denmark, Netherlands, those type of areas where people migrated to the UK during that time. So what time period are we talking about here? How long did this quote-unquote time period last them. Um, give us the characteristics of Anglo-Saxons. So the migration started in about uh, 410 common era, and it can be divided into um, three sections. So the early Anglo-Saxons, middle Anglo-Saxons, and late Anglo-Saxons. And so it would have finished in about um, 700 years common era okay. when the Vikings came over. Gotcha. Okay. Um, now tell us about the work you've been doing and uh, what have you been looking at to sort of get more insight into that society? So what I do is I photograph uh, human crania and I photograph each crania about 150, 200 times. And then I put that into some really sophisticated software that makes high quality 3D models of the crania. Mm -hmm. Then I use statistical shape analyses to look at very subtle shape variation that we wouldn't be able to pick up with just our naked eye that I can then run stats on and look for patterns within for shapes and um, similarities and differences between human populations. What can that tell you? What have you learned? So what we've found is that if we look at the shape of the base of the cranium, yeah. so you, part that you can't really see when you look at people, it's where your neck connects. And um, if we look at that part, it can be used as a proxy uh, for DNA. So it can tell us about relatedness between populations and individuals. So it's the same kind of idea as, you know, when you when you are within a genetic pool, you you tend to look similar. So I would look more like my sister. I look more like my cousin, um, people that I'm more closely related to. So we find that looking at the shape of the basic cranium, we can actually identify patterns of shape similarities that tell us um, people who might be more closely related to each other. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... 
Alright, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Other than others. Gotcha. Okay, so what has it told you about Anglo-Saxons? What have you learned? Has it changed what we think about them? Um, well, it hasn't really changed what we think about them. It more just confirms what okay. some people had had already thought. So there's been this argument in um, history and archaeology about whether the newcomers coming in from um, continental Europe, whether they replaced the indigenous, Brit- indigenous Britons. And before mm-hmm. Anglo-Saxon times, we had Romano-Britain at the time. So it was indigenous um, Celtic people that were... Um, being ruled by Romans at the time. And then when the Romans left, Anglo-Saxons or the Saxons came in. And so what we did was we compared um, people who were living in the UK before um, and England before um, the Anglo-Saxons came in with people who were also um, from Denmark and continental Europe at the same time to Anglo-Saxon people, both early and middle Anglo-Saxon people. And so we were able to identify how many people seem to look more like the local indigenous British populations and how many people look more like Danish individuals. So coming from continental, so pretty much being able to identify local and non-local ancestry in Anglo-Saxons. And it wasn't a replacement of that indigenous population. It was more of an amalgamation. Exactly. So what what we're showing is it wasn't a replacement, um, but it also wasn't just a few. The other hypothesis that it was it was just a few noblemen or, right. or soldiers that came over and just took um, you know took control. So what we're seeing is actually um, a, a combination of both local and non-local ancestry, and that the local people seem to have adopted the incoming culture, um, which human populations often do, and so. Anglo-Saxon ancestry is not based on genetics. It's a mix. Um, it's a diverse mix of um, ancestral backgrounds, just like Britain is today. But they all share common language, right. common culture. So it's an easily definable community, I guess, or, or whatever you want to call it. But not based on genetics. More so, just you know, language and culture and all the things that we typically identify as being part of a a, a group. Exactly. Yeah. Um, so the idea of um, ancestral background is it's not nearly as distinct right. as what a lot of what we think of now. So even the idea of race, um, race is a social construct. There's no biological um, definition of races, and, and human variation is actually incredibly small. So um, a lot of what we think of as uh, differentiating groups is based on on language, accents, yeah. culture. When really biologically, we're all very similar. Interesting work. Thank you for sharing it with us, Kim. I appreciate it. Well, thank you. Thanks very much. That is Kim Pomp, who is a postdoctoral researcher of human evolutionary studies at Simon Fraser University.